it is our own tithe they use in paying all the bills. You are a thief. I mean, it's like somebody who your father had raised you to the time you are working, now you are earning good money, you are saying that, is it right for me to give my, my father and mother money? It, it's not something that is, a, 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 I believe, a normal human being should have. Because it is a mandatory obligation. The one who raised you, you, you know, you must flow back. A river that flows without flowing back dries up. So to talk about question about tithe, if anybody is born again at all, <laughs> it's not what to be asked. So the devil is at this time unleash his last fury. But the, the, the second thing that the church needs to do is to rise up in the glory. If a child goes into the school and a child of a homosexual family goes and they start talking and that small child carries the glory of God and that small child says that you are possessed, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus and by the glory the gay child manifested in this school and that child of a believer commanded and demons came out then that will raise a brows especially when it's not happening just in one place and those who are Christians in the office advertise Jesus Christ as usual they tell you that you cannot do that but if a Muslim put a Muslim symbol in your office, nobody challenges them. If a homosexual put two men in his table, nobody, they will even praise it. If you put a man and a woman, they will challenge you. So if you carry the glory of God, and you say to them that you are challenging me. Do you know the reason why you are challenging me? Because there are some demons in you. What do you mean by that? I command in the name of Jesus, and demons fly out of the people... And there is manifestation of deliverance in every office. Something will shift. Because there is no law that can convict a man who commanded his spirits and his spirit was exercised from another person. We don't have such law in the world. Currently. So therefore, it is important for those who profess to know Jesus to carry the glory of God. The glory of God is what I've been sharing with you for some time. It will make your life easier when you carry the glory of God. That was a young boy of 17. He was a God server. A very committed young man who loved God so much with his heart. And one day, as he was tending his father's flock, a lion came in and picked his lamb. That 17-year-old boy rose up and attacked lion and grabbed the lamb by the mouth and tore the lion in two and took the lamb out of the mouth of the lion. Another time, a bear came in as a teenager. And then he took the bear and he slaughtered the bear with his hands and delivered his lamb. And all this was happening without the knowledge of anybody. And then one day, his father asked him to take food to the battlefield 
for his senior brothers who are huge and lanky and charismatic and they are, you know, leaders in the army. But at that time, Israel did not know that there was a terror who was mightier than anybody in size, taller, about probably nine feet, and huge, whose javelin six men may not be able to carry because of his weight. And the man was raging against Israel. This young boy got there and said, what is happening here that all of you are sad? And he said that, well, this man has been challenging Israel and he's asking just for one man challenge. And if he wins the man, Israel becomes slave to them. But if we win them, they become slave to us. And there's something happened to the young boy. And he said, I will fight him. And he said, you must be stupid, boy. I can break your neck. What pride has come into you, my brother? I can break your neck, but yet I can't face this man. And he said to them, brothers, while I was a shepherd boy and you were in the battlefield, a lion came in one day and I tore the lion to two. Oh, David, that must be a fiction. He said, you know, a bear came one day and I broke his neck and took my lamb. He said, there is something different between you and I. I worship the Most High, but you do not. And those who worship the Most High do not go in their strength. They go in His strength. When the presence of God alight upon a man, that man carries everything that's of God. It is the presence of God that made Philip disappear in the broad daylight. It is the presence of God that took Jesus from the, from the earth and ascended into the clouds. It is the presence of God that caused a man to ride on a chariot of fire and went into the space and to heavens. And so, they said, all right, took him to the king. And the king said, well, if we don't believe this boy, we don't have anyone to save us. Maybe he is the sacrificial lamb. Put my armor on him. When they put the armor of the king's soul on him, he was going to the floor. The arm of flesh will always fail you. Those who carry the glory of God don't work like civilians. Those who will carry the glory of God do not associate themselves with ungodly people. Let me say something to you, choir. Don't go and sing with ungodly people. There is a scam going on in the world now. Christians, singers, are trying to impress the world. And they go about thinking that by singing they will make money. None of you will be rich by singing. You will be rich by your career. Asaphs in the church sing because it is the grace of God given to worship their God. Not to make money. Don't let them deceive you. Especially if you belong to any singing group. Make sure they are holy people. Don't follow them to sing who are ungodly. Arm of flesh will fail you. Take an example from me. I have no flair for riches in this world, but I'm not poor. I have no flair for fame in this world, but I think I'm famous. And I will tell you where my fame is. 
Listen to me. I have not manipulated man among you, neither is any of my leaders, to make money. But yet, assignment that God gave us as a family, we achieve it. You only give your part, but if you look at your part or my part, it's not significant to what we have achieved. But yet, God is blessing us. Now, the people who have gone ahead in manipulating, one by one are coming to me. Are you with me? Because Satan cannot just get all of us. There must be a remnant of the church that will make God happy. All of us cannot just kick against our father. Alright? And follow his enemy. Arm of flesh will fail you. But let me say something to you. When they took out the armor from him, then the presence came back. And he took five stones from the quarry. Others carried javelin and heavy weapons. He said, I don't need it. I can't even carry your weapon. But when it came to that man who was boasting, he says, he said to him, Who are you that should defy the God of Israel? That is the motivation behind it. Who are you that you defy the God of Israel? <laughs> For the God of Israel, I will die. <laughs> Plus the fact that today, the one who will die is you. I will give your flesh to the birds of the air to feed. He was not talking as an ordinary man anymore because the presence has come. Men who carry presence speak. Elements obey their voice. When the presence of God comes upon a man, all the cells of your brain will be totally transformed. When Saul was anointed and the presence came upon Saul, the Bible said unusual things began to happen with Saul. Not only that. And the Bible said the power of the Most High came upon him, the Spirit of God came upon him in power. Why? Because God changes heart. The presence of God is what you need. We need nothing more than the presence of God. With five stones, it took five stones. But you know, he only needed one. Let me say something to you. This five stone could be very metaphoric. It could be applicable to several things in the scripture. And one of the things that we, we have a consensus of is the fivefold ministry. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Really from verse 7. It says, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. You know, David was a type of Christ. And look at verse 11. And it says, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. How many are those? Come on, let's pick something. Five. Now, if we apply the five stones to these five, and we recognize that only one of the stones killed Goliath, it means that one of these ministries is enough to take this world for Jesus Christ. It means that there is nothing the devil can do. One of you, Every one of you belong to one of these five. 
Because that scripture is clear. To each one, it is given. Isn't it? Look at the verse 11. It was he who gave some to the apostles. Some, no, verse, verse, go, go back to verse 7. To each one of us, the word each one of us in its totality means every element of the fragments or every component of the cell or every sector of the components. Whatever way you want to look at it. When the word each one is used for you as a group, it means that there is no element among you excluded from each one. Because the combination of each one is what forms the totality of a one. And if the Bible says to each one, there is a grace inside you that God has put inside you, listen to me. If anybody tells you different, may he be accursed. I want to sit down here and see you manifest. If anyone says that you will not be greater than me in God, may he never live forever. Who is the father in this place that would want your children to be poorer than you? Is there any father here who will pray that his children will not be successful? So therefore, if a minister prays that his members should not outgrow him, he will never enter eternity. Jesus said, if you have faith in me, you will do the works I've been doing. He said that is your minimum. He said, you should do better than me, Jesus says. If the one who made us said we should do better than him, when he excels you among your contemporaries, how could you think or have the mentor that those coming behind you should be limited by you? That is a cursed man forever. There is God in you. Don't let the devil tell you different. Let me say something to you. You didn't attain that God in you because you are excellent or you are a good behaved boy or girl. You attain it because God gave you by grace. But then those that God depend upon must change their behavior towards God. We did not attain it by works that we may boast. It is he who gave. You were not there when the son gave. I wasn't there. We woke up one day to manifest the grace. But you no, know, let me say this to you. Many people who go to churches all over the whole world just go like, like bench warmers. How long remain for you in this world to live? Then where will you manifest? The glory. What are the excuses that have strangulated you from manifesting the glory? Look, one day he will call you off all those activities. And you will not have one more second to do that. It will be very sad for a Christian to reach God. And God said, I gave you success in your career. And I show you the, the whole thing. How you were crying and how he had been providing. How he had helped you to achieve what you want in life. You have success. You have money. You have comforts. And how when he was calling you like today... You continue to turn deaf ear towards him. And you felt you have excuses to avoid or to evade him. May that not be your portion. Five stone. One is equipotential with others. Anything that comes of God or from God is God himself. And he has equal power. 
That's the reason why some of you are pastors. Some of you are evangelists. Some of you are prophets. Some of you are apostles. Some of you are teachers. Why do you come to church? You don't come to church because you expect a miracle. You come to church so that you can be taught the word of God. So that you can discover yourself. That's how you come to church. But manifestation of miracles is, is just a tip on the iceberg. We just had some yesterday. Those who went with me can tell the stories. We had some on Friday. And some is happening right now. Right now among you. But Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? It calls for reasoning. The children of Satan are getting more deeper in evil. Why should you not get deeper in godliness or goodness? Let me give you rules, therefore. There are five things I will tell you, but I won't teach you today because I have to leave you. I want you to have this knowledge. To please God, you must not please man. But those who please God, please anybody who is of God. I will together now. To please God, you must not seek to please man. If you seek to please man, you will compromise the standard of righteousness. If I come to your midst all the time saying things just for you to be praising me and be healing me, you won't hear the truth. I would gather. Many people on earth today go to churches where they are fooled. They go empty, they come empty. The set man of the house is not interested in their success, and yet he gives them a false hope of success, only to enrich himself. But you need to know. Five stones, only one of it is needed. But the five is always available in the port. Therefore, I told you last Sunday that it is the glory that caused Jesus to operate in all the dimensions that he did. We agree together. And in John seventeen twenty two, it says that you also have been given the glory. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may what? be one as we are one. So the glory that Jesus got from the Father is giving you when you got saved. If that be the case, therefore, why can't you manifest the glory? Come on now. Look at Second Corinthians 3 again, very quickly. Why do believers don't manifest the glory? Let's see from verse 13. It says, we are not like Moses who will put a veil over what? Okay, let's read together. Stop. Is this not headquarters? Okay, read it headquarters way.
Uh-huh. Then the next verse you will understand better. Shall we read it together? Therefore, what makes Christians not to refer to glory? What makes them not refer to glory? Veil. Veil. The veil. The veil. Those of you who have prophetic gifts and you are not manifesting, it's because of the veil. You have healing gifts. And you are almost killed by sickness. What causes veil to remain is where you turn to. Look, look at me. Turn away from the world. It is great and pleasurable to turn to God. (laughs) There is no time. There are people who come into the church, but they do not belong to eternity with God. They can enter your midst, very charismatic. They can even rise to leadership. Okay? But yet, they are not for eternity. The book of Jude tells you. How do you know them? When they manifest among you after some time, They've gained your confidence. They begin to to secretly introduce you to destructive heresies. Trying to undo the truth that you have read, that you have known, you have been convinced. Who is the one who said to God, Have you considered Job? Who? Satan. Job was said to be a friend of God. So when you hear a man telling you, have you considered your friend? Who is talking to him? Satan. What consideration do you need to consider the person you loved, that you work together, you are bound together? If anybody points out to you a fault in the person you revile, what ought you do? Get ye behind me, Satan. The only one who finds fault in men is Lucifer. Jesus said, when they accuse a woman, whoever has not sinned before, let him come the first. Let me tell you this, I'm telling you. The ignorance about this had wrecked marriages, had wrecked good relationships, had bound people that should be loose, and hindered God's people from encountering God. Because God searches the heart of man. He knows the motive behind every action. Listen to me. If I have to consider you, as far as the Bible is concerned, is whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is true of you, whatsoever is of good report. What about if you did something wrong? I tell you. Either you hate it, or you will accept it, I will confront you. 
What about if you are trying to talk down somebody, I will rebuke you before me. I will not, because of my respect for you, allow your mouth to lead me to a wrong thought. Because if you say wrong things and I leave you, it will begin to gestate in me and produce thorns and tears and treasures. And as I am going through punishment, God will give you double punishment for perpetrating those thoughts. So the lives of many have been grounded in the church. What is what common sense tells anybody? A stupid man knows that if somebody had done good to you, you should talk good of him, isn't it? What about talking bad of someone who has been good to you? Consider it. Is the devil. Let me say this to you none of you in this church must think that you know a wife than the husband. Or you know a husband than the wife. Know this. What God has joined together, let no man put us under. You must not play a role to divide a family. If you do that, your portion in eternity shall perish forever. You will never enter the gates of power. Plus, God will allow Satan to punish and torture you. I told you parents now, didn't I? When your children marry, listen to me, the wife of your son is forced to your son, not you, the father or mother. Hey, did you hear me? I can't hear you. Uh -uh. These people, my God, they don't understand. I say, the day you give your daughter a marriage, you have become the third class. The husband of your daughter is first to your daughter before any of you, father and mother. The husband, the wife of your son is first to your son. before. That's the reason why don't push your sons and daughters into illegitimate marriage. Don't put pressure on them to go and marry, marry useless people and then you are having a headache after. If you bought headache for them through your ignorance, you will not sit till death. I will together. And those of you who are not married, I've told you, if anybody comes to ask you that, when will we see your husband? Tell him that. It's only you will not see me. May you perish. For asking that question. Yes. Anybody who has such question is by the devil. Nobody here has the right to ask anybody, when are you going to be married? Because when anybody wants to be married, he will tell you. It is like asking somebody, when do you want to die? When are you going to die? Uh-huh. If you ask somebody that, when are you going to die? We don't say, in the name of Jesus, I will not die. You are the one who will die. If anyone knows when or such in his life, they will have announced it when they were growing up. Don't put pressure on anybody. Really, I always say to you, the older a person is, especially a woman before getting married, the better for you. Okay? Because you are more matured before you get into it. And boys too. But let me tell you, when you are a third party to a marriage, 
don't fall into the sword of God because it says what God has joined together. A relationship that is going on fine in the church, don't put sourness in it. God will punish you. And he will withdraw his glory from you. Let me say something to you. If the presence of God makes a difference in the world, you must not do anything to upset, upset the presence. The law that governs God's presence is simple. And the things that withdraw the presence are plain. They are unprofitable, but yet many follow it. And then when Satan closed God with them, they start fasting and prayer. Fasting and praying cannot expiate the consequence of, of contravention. You know, I told you last, last, last week now, Jesus died as a sacrifice to expiate for eternal death. And Galatians 3, 13 says, Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law, but he did not deliver us from the law. And I take you through the laws of God. What about when you break the laws? You are punished. When you break the law and you say, God, I'm sorry, God will still punish you. Because you are repented, but you have minimum sentence. Exodus 34. Let me show you this. Exodus. Next Sunday. Is it next Sunday? Okay, when I see you again. I think it's next Sunday. We will talk about the glory. Look at Exodus 34. Let's see verse 1. I will read to verse 9. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stones. Like the four stones, and I will write on them the words that, that were on the first tablets which you broke. The next one. Be ready in the morning, and then come out on the mountain. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with, with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain, not even the, the flocks and herds may graze in, in the front of the mountain. The next one. So Moses chose the, 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 the two stones like the first one and went up mountain, Mount Sinai. Early in the morning, as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets uh, in his hand. The next one. Now look at this. Then the Lord came down. I will talk about the glory next week. In the cloud. And stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. Let's read the next verse together. Do you not like such God? That is the things that constitute the glory. Look at the next verse. Stop. Do you like that God? Yes. He does not leave the guilty. 
unpunished. Let me say this to you before I just let you. A lot of the problems of believers is because of ignorance of the law, which by the rule of law is no excuse. Guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. Do not allow the devil to abuse your reasoning or your thinking. Because God looks at the thoughts or the motive of the thoughts of the heart of man. Therefore, write this down and next Sunday we will continue. Five things that you need to do to operate the glory. One, mindset. Your mindset. Two, prayer. Three, humility. Number four, compassion. For humanity. The first one, mindset. Number two, prayer. Number three, humility. Number four, compassion for humanity. And number five, constant fellowship with God. We we'll look into these very critically. But I give you an assignment to study about people who operated the glory and look at the contents of their lives. I will together now. Secondly, I want to remind you that in this church, every Wednesday, we have Bible study. Where we read Bible, we study Bible chapter by chapter. People who have been coming there can in no way be compared with those of you who have not been coming. A time will come, and may this time not come to you, that I want to say. When people will come to church and refuse to go home, and they will be pleading, begging to know the word of God. At that time, those who knew it have left the world. We are raptured. Those who come to church every Sunday, they will dare their job and come and be weeping every day in the church. But at that time, the Holy Spirit had left this universe. And the universe will be totally taken over by Lucifer. It dawned on some people. They said it. Why did I not obey? Therefore, I want to tell you. The things God had told us to do in this house. Very simple. Wednesday, read the Bible and teach the Bible chapter by chapter. Friday, meet together again and have a fellowship and prayer. Preach the word. It is a training ground for ministry. Every month, from Monday to Sunday, a group come here to pray. From Monday to Friday, really. And on Saturday, they go to evangelism every week. And their Friday, they do night vigil. There is night vigil in this auditorium every Friday. Do you know something? If you, what I'm saying looks strange to you, and you have been a member of this house, let me tell you this. 
Change your mind from now. This is May. Between May and June, your ears will hear in the world. I'm not praying, I'm just telling you. Things that will cause the heart of man to fail and faint. Those things Jesus said when they happen, do not be alarmed. Those who have intimate fellowship with God cannot be alarmed by those things. But rather, recognize that the redemption draws near. So therefore, I want to encourage you, if you, have not, if you, you, are not belong, if you don't belong to a group, just pick one of the groups and, and join it. If you have not been coming to prayer Monday, 6 p.m. In the, in the evening, to, to 7, a group will pray. And then 7 to 8, another group will pray. Then we have in this place people who gather, if you, are, if you are not working in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, those who are not working in the morning, people gather here at 10 to 11. They also study and they pray. Who do they pray for? They pray for you. What work are they doing? They are helping God. Because many things God hinder himself from doing it unless man speak. Manifestation that you are seeing, your prayers that are answered, is because many people are praying for you every day. Join with your prayer and my prayer for things to manifest. For the enemy not to overcome us. So I say this to you. Commit yourself to constant seeking of the face of God. Shall we stand up, please? I wanted to pray. What I'm going to pray is we will thank God for the grace of the word that we are hearing. You are going to thank God that, God, I thank you for putting me in a church where the word is preached. Shall we just begin to pray in prayer of thanks? And you thank God for speaking to your heart today. There is a glory for you which must be reflected by you. Thank God for the season that we are living in. For the God of heaven will visit his house. My God and my King, I bless you. Give God the praise for his mercy. Now begin to tell God, use me in this season. Let your hand come upon me as it was upon Daniel. Daniel was 17 when God began to use him. I'm sure God must have been using him earlier than that. Samuel was 13 when he became a prophet. Josiah was 8 when he became a king. Tell God, I am older than all these people. Do not let me waste. Do not let me waste. Use me in my generation. Use me, O oh God, in my generation. Father, I pray thee, tell the Lord to have mercy on you. Tell him to have mercy on you. Tell the Lord to break every chain around you. Tell the Lord to share up your spirits. God created you to please God. Tell the Lord to destroy everything within you that hinder God. Tell, pray and say, God, take your place in me. Take your place in me. 
If you have, if you see yourself that you have made mistakes in the things I'm preaching, tell God to have mercy on you. If you have disturbed somebody else's life, you have shipwrecked somebody, you have misled somebody, you have hated those who loved you, you have backbited those who, who helped you, tell God to forgive your mouth now. Tell God to forgive you. Ask God for mercy. And tell God to take that, that bitter root out of you. People should celebrate those who love them. And protect those who love them. Not assassinate them. Tell God that you are sorry and that you have mercy on you. Tell God to change your heart to the heart of God. Maybe you live in a disobedient life. Tell God to help you. Help me Lord to obey you. Help me Lord not to disobey you. Let me be a sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to you. This we ask and thank you is done in Jesus' holy name. Father, I lift up my voice. By mouth, a man spoke the revolution and the rotation of the earth to still for 24 hours. By mouth, a man spoke and a leper was cleansed on the spot. And by mouth, a man spoke, and the dead was raised. Father, whenever a word is spoken by a man, the spirit behind the word is assigned. That is the reason why some people are cursed by other men. And the curse happens to them by the spirit that brought the curse. So, Lord, you said, whoever we shall bless shall be blessed. I stand in Christ in God, the ancient of this, who, whose is all authority. I pronounce the blessing of God over you. I say, as you leave my presence, the Lord bless you. As you leave my presence, the glory of God alights over you. As you leave my presence, the favor of heaven come over you. As the favor of heaven, mercy from heaven shall rest upon you. The favor of heaven will overshadow you. Anywhere you go, grace shall work for you. Anywhere you go, grace shall work for you. In your going out, in your coming in, the grace of God shall work for you. From this hour, you become the carrier of the glory within. He says, say to that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without war. Every wall around your life may they be broken down. He says, the king of heaven, the God of hosts, shall be the wall of fire. May the ring of fire from heaven surround you. And he says that it shall be the glory within. May the glory of the presence of God rise within you. May your thinking be changed forever. Yea, may you never produce tons and treasures anymore. May you be fruitful in the realm of your mind. May you be fruitful in the realm of your actions. May the king of heaven renew your spirits. He said to each one, grace has been given. The grace that you receive from God, begin to manifest it. The grace you receive from God, begin to manifest it. Hey, Lord Jesus, raise prophets from this house. Raise apostles from this house. Raise evangelists from this house. Raise pastors among these people. 
Raise deep teachers from among these people. Let everybody begin to function. Let everybody begin to manifest. Let everybody begin to function. Let everybody begin to manifest. Let everybody begin to function. Let everybody begin to manifest in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. My God, deliver Christ with tabernacle at this last hour of peril. May you uphold every member of this household that nobody will fall. Every spirit of discord and smoke of Satan, I command them to be quenched. Every association that any one of you is involved with that is detrimental to your soul, I shut them down. May God put hatred between you and them. May both of you never relate anymore. May you never be able to agree with those who wreck your lives. Every activity you set your hand upon that is void of God, which may end you into regret, may the Lord shut it down. As well as I command, doors that have been shut against you. But we God had ordained for your destiny. According to the book of Isaiah chapter 45, double doors be open. Double doors be open. May you pass through the gates. May your gates stand open day and night. May men bring you the, the reward of this world. As you leave my presence, man will not be able to hinder you. Demons will never be able to stand against you. As God had promised you, so your life shall be. Jehovah, metalere bondo siki brande basukatai. This is the household of faith of God. As you go to Nigeria, may the Spirit of God go with you. May the Lord strengthen your, your, your limbs and pep the way before you. That which you seek in God, be done in the name of Jesus. The Lord heal your body. The Lord heal the cells of your body. People who have problems with their organs, receive a brand new organ. Brains that have been dead, I command you to wake up in the name of Jesus. Anyone that Satan has enclosed, I command the cage of the devil to be broken. Anyone that has been bound, I command the chains to be broken. I command your wrists to be healed. I command your limbs to be healed. Every part of your body that should be alive but they are dead, I command them to receive life. Lord, I pray for these people. They will sing and the heavens will come down. Lord, in a short time, kings and royalties will begin to ask for them to come and minister to them. Lord, their voice will go out of this Bethesda and bring healing to the nations of the world. Lord, you will give them the grace and mercy and potential to come to the highest of their potential. Satan will not corrupt these ones. Satan will not corrupt this one. For their duty in the house of God, you will bless them richly. Lord, finance shall not be hindered from them so that they will not be deceived by money. You will cause them to succeed in the things of this world. And the glory of heaven shall be made manifest over them. My God and my King, I pray for the leadership of this church. You will strengthen their limbs. You will anoint them with power. You will anoint them with grace. What you have placed upon me shall come upon them in power. My God and King, I pray for the membership of this church. The zeal you gave me when I was a young man, let it come into them again. Father, may the devil not be able to quench their zeal. May you raise them from where they are and use them for what you have prepared. Father, may you bless the works of their hands. May, they, may you make them mighty in the land. Open the doors of parliament to Christ with Tabernacle. Out of this house, raise members of parliament. 
Out of this house raised members of house of laws. Out of this house raised judges over the nation. Out of this house raised professionals that will rule over the industries. Out of this house raised mighty businessmen and women that will command the wealth of the nation. Father, you will look at this house and you shall be happy. We give the praise and honor and glory. I pray for all our children and students. May the bread you gave to Solomon come upon them. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 be fulfilled over them. Our children will rule in their classes. Our young ones will be leaders of their contemporaries. The wisdom from heaven shall decorate their brains. So shall your name be glorified. The Bible says they break bread. They, 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 and those, those, those who are, uh, 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 you know, um, and those who, to, those who follow the apostles, the Bible says that they, they were united. They broke bread together. They ate in their homes with gladness. And the Bible says, and the word of God increased and grew among them. And they had favor before all men. CFT, you will have favor. When judgment of God is passing, favor will protect you. When human beings are raging and fuming, the favor of God will distinct you. If they have to close down a company, the favor of God will lift you up. You will inherit the earth. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Put your hands together for the Lord.